Parshas Koyach. We'll do the first one. We won't be able to cover the whole mind with it. We'll get into some important ideas here. Vayikach Korach and Korach took who Purish Rashi's off. Rashi explains, and what his, what's happening here is that what does it mean he took? That's what the Mephorshim uh, talked about. What did he take? So different opinions, different opinions about that. So Rashi says, Lokach es atzmo l'tzadachot. He took himself to one side, meaning he separated himself from the Jewish people in making this rebellion against Moshe. The Zehusha Turgim Ve'is Paleg, as it's brought down in the Turgum Unculus, Ve'is Paleg, and he separated himself from them. Lohabin Now, as he always says, how can we understand this in a way that it pertains to our own Avodah Hashem? What does this have to do with us? Ehu Shayach Ata. How is it relevant in the here and now? Because the Holy Torah teaches us a way to serve Hashem in all times. It is well known. In the name of the Baal Shem, may His merit protect us. That there has to be in a person's avodas Hashem, in their service of God, Gimel Bechinos three facets, and this is what this mimer is going to focus on, are these three things. Hachna'ah, means to humble oneself. Havdalah literally means separation, like the word Havdalah, Saturday night. And Hamtaka, which means to sweeten or to mitigate. And now he's got to elaborate. So Hachna'ah, Havdalah, Hamtaka. Humility, humbling oneself, separation, and sweetening. It is possible to say that there are three insights and teachings from our Chacham, which he brings a lot in this Sefer, in Gemara Brachos, al inyan tefillah, in regards to davening. What are the three statements from the Gemara? One, ein omdin lehispalo elamitoch kovid rosh, that one should only get up to daven out of a state of seriousness. Covid rush literally means a heavy head, but it means to be serious about what you're doing. Secondly, umitoch simcha mitzvah. One should only daven out of joy. So these two things are not exclusive. To be serious and to be joyous in Yiddishkeit, you can do that simultaneously. And then thirdly, umitoch halacha psuka, and one should daven from out of learning a clearly decided halacha, meaning a, a halacha about which there is no ambiguity or differences of opinion. Now, the literal or the shot reason for that is that if I'm learning and I stop my learning to daven and I'm in the middle of an unresolved topic, it's going to bother me while I'm davening, thinking about what did that mean. So you should daven after a halacha psuka. I did that. I should say after a clearly decided halacha. Hechidomi halacha psuka. The Gemara says, what would be a, a clearly decided halacha? Kidama Rebizera, as Rebizera said, 
The example he gives is that Jewish women, even if they see a drop of blood, then they would sit seven clean days for that blood and separate from their husbands so they would purify themselves. So when it comes to what we call damnida, menstrual blood, even if it's just a job, she considers herself a nida and she separates from her husband. So out of all the examples that they could have given for a clearly decided halacha, which are many, that's the example that they brought. The clear halacha, everybody holds by it. But the question is, why that one? And he's going to talk about that a little later too. Now to get into it. The chinas kovid rosh. So we have three things in the Baal Shem Tov. humbling oneself. Habdola, separation. Hamtaka, sweetness, sweetening. And we have three statements about how to approach davening. Kovid rosh, seriousness. Simcha mitzvah, joy. And halacha psukha, out of a clearly decided halacha. And he lines these three things up one with the other. Bechinas kovid rosh, the first one, seriousness. More al bechinas hachnoa. That is referring to a person humbling oneself. I feel badly though. We walked in, we're about to learn a little more Musr here. <laughs> right out of the Chesidah should save her too. Shemitachilat sarich ha'adam lehisponein v'ma'asam ha'gruin. Firstly, a person has to look at themselves and reflect upon their deeds which are wrong the things that they're doing that are negative. As each person knows in himself, and we all know that any individual can sway the world, the whole world, in one direction or another. So with one positive act, a person could swing the world this way. With one negative act, it could swing it the other way. Kamaymer Chazal, as it says in the Gemara, and he literally means like he chopped himself up. What does that mean? If you have a piece of wood and it won't catch fire, so what do you do to make it catch fire? You have to chop it into smaller pieces and then it's able to catch fire. So too, if you have a body, which is not able to be ignited, meaning with the fire of Avodis Hashem, what do you do? I'm sorry, that's not open to being ignited by the light of the soul, of the neshama. You've got to chop up your body too. What, what that means to say is that a person has to work on themselves and their physical uh, deficiencies. We're not talking about handicaps, we're talking about desires and the, the things that are materialistic in a person's life and what they lust for, that one has to work on one's physical self in order to have the body catch the light of the soul. The yitam marirus benapsha, and even taste a feeling of bitterness in oneself, kira umar azav, because it's bitter to leave Hashem. Va'ayideza yagia legodel hafnoa, through this, one will reach a humbling of oneself, which is called COVID Rosh. So the first step, he says, is look at oneself and say, what are the bad things that I'm doing in my life? 
Now, we're not drawing any conclusions about ourselves. We're not saying, I'm a bad person, I'm a wicked person. We're not saying that a lot. We're just saying, what are the things that I'm doing which are not good? And taking an honest evaluation and reckoning of oneself. Am I getting angry when I shouldn't get angry? Am I being honest? Am I putting on my tzitzis? Am I davening? All, all the things, what am I doing which is not right? And by getting a handle on those things, it's called self-honesty. We're trying to honestly look, in this sense right now, at our wrongdoings so we can have them before us and correct them. Yeah, Mark. Um, early this week on Sunday night, uh, was, uh, some shuls have an early mental which is called Yom Kippur Kach. Is that yes. a similar idea to many looking mm-hmm. reflection? Yes, it is. Most people think of the Yom and the Rhyme in the fall, but this is something just on the Every Arab Rosh Chodesh, the sun has a minute to make Yom Kippur Kach. Okay. So that's the same idea. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. Vaharkach, second step, Hubachinas Havdala, which means literally separation. Hainu, what does that mean? Lehisponein Asbamaasav Hatovim. Person can also reflect upon their good deeds. Imhem Kulam Altsad Hatov. Is it completely good? Oshef Shar Yeshbohem Chas Fisholam Taruvis Ra. Or maybe there's some bad mixed in with the good. And to separate the bad from the good. So that's why the second stage is Havdola. You're taking a look at your mice and Tovin, the good things that you're doing, and say, well, I'm doing these things that are good, but what about them could be better? Like, for example, let's say I'm doing a mitzvah and I'm thinking, well, I'm really great, you know. So maybe there's some component of ego I need to temper there. Or maybe, you know, I did, I gave somebody tzedakah, but I did it with begrudgingly. So I did the mitzvah, but there's ways I have to go because I didn't do it with a good attitude. So that's havdola, trying to separate, which really means here to purify the ma'asim tovim that we do, so they're truly as purely good as possible. That's havdola. Valzeh he says this lines up with that second chazal about halacha psuka, a clearly established halacha. <coughs> what does that mean? Lahafsik The word psuka is to stop and to separate, to distinguish between the ra and tov. Valtipas na ra that even on a small drop of blood. Blood here representing desire. Shayimale shayimsa bahatov, yihiya yoshev shiva nikim, to be willing to separate from it like seven clean days. Bahainulanakos hatov, ahnimashahura, to purify and to cleanse the good that we do, even if it's just tinged by a little drop of, of ra, of bad. So if we see our mice and tovim in the Baruch Hashem good, there's little drops of bad in there. That re- that's represented by that drop of blood we're talking about. And try and purify it even from the smallest drop of blood, meaning the smallest drop of evil. V'acharkach, then finally, he bechinas simcha shal mitzvah, is the joy in doing a mitzvah. Shehi bechinas hamtaka, and this is the third level here, the third dimension, the third component. Hamtaka sweetening. 
Vahainu, Sha'at Shayodeya Masav Hagulim. This is even if a person realizes the negative things that they're doing. The first thing, Hachnoa. Vagam Hatom Shalom Yeshbo Hemachas Vishalom Ta'aruvis. And secondly, they realize that even the good things they're doing has some mixture of bad. Nonetheless, in Kolzeh, with all of that, Yismach Bazev, still be joyous. Shall because still you did a mitzvah. So does don't let those other things get in the way of our joy in being able to serve Hashem. The Zevu Bechinas Hamtaka, and that means that it's sweetened. Shemamtik Eshara, that we sweeten that which is bad. Shezevu Davka Al Simcha, which is only possible by means of Simcha, joy. Kiyodu, as it is known. When a person is in a really good mood, when they're in a state of joy, you can even bear somebody who hates you. If a person has an enemy and you're in a bad mood, it's, he's really your enemy. If you happen to be in a really great mood and your enemy comes by, it's like, you know, you can handle it. Everything is okay. It doesn't really bother you so much because you're, you're, you're in such a good mood. Kamochein too, ba'avdu sabori, when it comes to serving God, Borohu, yochol l'sameach atzmok, af A person can bring joy to themselves, even with this ha-mitzvah, I did a mitzvah. Sheyesh bochas v'sholam eza ta'aruvus lotov. Even if I didn't do it as good as I would have liked to have done it. It's a little bit of ra in there. Nonetheless, shal kol panem mitzvah. But I'm happy that I did a mitzvah. So what happens here is that he doesn't want a person to fall into this trap of looking at our negative behavior, looking at the bad within our positive behavior, and they're like, what are you left with? You're just focusing on the rise. It's really only if you can have that simcha component that you're able to do that and still say, thank God I can serve Hashem. Thank God I can still do a mitzvah. I've got to clean up that my act. I've got to take care of those other things. But I'm the simcha because I have the opportunity to do to do a mitzvah. I did a mitzvah. So that's the balance here. V'hine, be'emes, i'efshar l'hagiyah li'bechinas havdola amitis. says, the truth is, one cannot reach the second component of havdola, separating the bad from off the good. You can't reach that. V'chein li'bechinas hamtocha, b'chinas simcha shal mitzvah. Nor can you reach the third component, which is the joy in doing a mitzvah. He says, first, a person has to know what they're doing wrong. And to feel that bitterness, that in, in his deeds he is causing distance between himself and Hashem. If a person has no knowledge, the person is not aware of the bad that they're doing, how can they do havdalah? How can they go to the next step and separate the bad from the good? If there's no real, if we're not really in touch or we're hiding ourselves, maybe in denial, from the ra that we are doing. Because one can't be afraid to acknowledge the ra, the things that they're doing that are negative. We can't be afraid of that. We have to come to terms with it, realize that we're her, that we're human, and this is part of who we are and what we do, 
And only with that can we can we then really grasp it and start to clear it away and cleanse it. I think it's a very profound idea because if people hide themselves from the negative things that they do, then how are we ever going to, you know, correct it and cleanse it? If we just kind of keep it at a distance because we're afraid of it, we can't be misakin. So in order to be misakin, he says, firstly, know the things that you're doing that are not good. And then you can start to deal with it. Vihine Mosharai Mehemna, now he says, Moshe Rabbeinu, who's called the trustworthy shepherd of Israel, Hu Hamashpia, Luchol Gimel Bechinos, he, Moshe Rabbeinu, his neshama, his presence, it emanates to all three of these things. Hachnoa, Havdola, and Hamtaka. Shahoya Kolo Mikol HaGimel Bechinos, Moshe Rabbeinu contained all three. He mastered all three. Bechinas hachna, where do we see a reference to his humility? When Moshe says, v'nachnu ma, what are we? He, referring to him and his brother Aaron, what are we? It's like saying we're nothing. Ubechinas havdala, and how about the second dimension, havdala, separation? Shehoya habechinas das, because Moshe represented das, complete and thorough knowledge. Shebezet tolui bechinas havdala, and with that, havdala can be made. Sheim ein das havdala minayin. As we know, if a person has no das, how can one make havdala? Now, where that stated really is by the halachas of Shmon Esrei on Saturday night, where we include havdala in the fourth bracha of Shmon Esrei in Atachone. So, why the fourth bracha? One reason is that's the first middle bracha of Shmon Esrei. It's really the first weekday bracha, so you say it right away. The other reason is that Havdalah is said in the bracha where we ask for knowledge, because Havdalah means to separate between light and darkness, between Kedusha and Chol, Shabbos and the weekday. One can't make distinctions without knowledge. And therefore that Havdalah tefillah is incorporated into the Atachone Lodam Das bracha Shmon Esra. Hugam came Bechinas Hamtaka, and Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu also represents the third component, Hamtaka, sweetening, Kamosha Kasuv Anochi Omeid. He says, I stand between you and Hashem, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu is able to connect us to HaKadosh Baruch. So, I wanted to make one comment here that not in any way to differ you know, with the Peleoids because we're certainly not capable of that, but his idea that you have to begin with knowing what you're doing wrong. And I think that even in our time that, that even that has changed. Because we don't really have enough inner strength and, and high enough self-esteem to take that plunge into what am I doing wrong without having it really bring us down. We're not capable of that without really having a deleterious uh, effect on us. So I think that for us, we have to kind of tuck the simcha in first and re- make sure that we know that even as we go into that process of looking at what we're doing wrong, I'm doing that the simcha you know, as a Jewish person, that God gave me the ability to do it. And by doing that, we kind of protect ourselves from sinking down too low.
without that protection. I believe that when he spoke, that was taken for granted. That you don't want to go through these um, self-examinations and then sink into darkness. I think that was just understood. But now, a hundred years later, it's not so understood, and people easily go in that direction. So we need that that support of the Simcha Shalmitza even beforehand as well. Mark, you had a comment there? I just want to point out, you're talking about Simcha, you know, yeah. over seven years ago, I moved up here for what I call Mitzvah of the South, so we could be more uh, focused on the Torah, more Simcha, you know, more of a positive expression. Right. I believe... Um, that, that the emphasis is on Simca because we're part of a Kihila community, and that brings us out to recognize that we're part of Kihila, no person's an island, and that's the idea, to realize that the people there is a positive attributes. I think that's there is a lot of Simca in that, yeah. you know, in living in that community and not living by oneself. Right. Oh, by the way, when I mean that's fine, but that means Washington, D.C., so <laughs> I just want to point that out. Okay. <laughs> Vehine bechina tzitzis, the Indian of tzitzis, Norugam kenal bechina havdala. Tzitzis also refers to havdala, the process of separating bad from good. And in his context here, looking at the good that we're doing, noticing aspects of it that are bad, and filtering them out. How's that so? Ubechinas hamtok and hamtoka too. Shemitzvah sitzes himilova nutechelas. Sitzes come from white and we'll say blue, blue thread. Lavan more abechinas chesed v'tov. Lavan refers to kindness and good, white. Utechelas, which is blue, more al hahipuch refers to the other, which is din, judgment. As it is known, Techeles is a lashon of Kilayon, which means to destroy. As it brings the remis to that in the Zohar. So there is this combination of Chesed and Din with the Lovan and Techeles of the Tzitzis. First, one has to go through the process of havdala, vayidezem more zman levishas hatzitzis shahu mishayakir bein techeles lelavan. And the halacha that you're allowed to put on tzitzis or make a bracha on them, once it's light enough to tell the difference between white and blue, techeles and lavan, that's bringing forward to us that there is a concept of separation here, that you have to tell the difference between this and that, between lovin' and tchela. So conceptually, between good and bad. That's the idea. Umora azel lihisponen bedato bivachinas hakora eich shara umar azavcha. Referring to, in our avoda, reflecting on our own um, distance between us and Hashem and what has caused that. Ulahavdilas ha techelas min halavin. And to separate the techelas from the lovin' the deen from the chesed, the bad from the good. Deen kozeh, ikra mitzvah tzitzis hu davka techeles v'lavan, but still, tzitzis really should be with techeles and lavan. Shemora al bechinas hamtaka. Why don't we just get rid of the techeles, if that represents the deen? 
says, no, because the idea is that you're supposed to bring it in. You're supposed to make it included, to purify it. Lahachlola, samola biyamina, which is called the inclusion of the left in the right. The inclusion of deen in chesed. V'hu al-yidei simcha shal mitzvah, and this is through the ability to rejoice in doing a mitzvah. V'hine, b'chinas ketores, moragam we know also that the ketores, the spices that were brought in the base of Mikdash, also refers to this idea. This is more well known. Asher b'samamanei One of the spices was chelbana, which did not, did not smell good. And it was included with the other spices that all were very fragrant. So that's the idea of in the inclusion of something bad with enough good that ultimately the good overpowers it and purifies it. Because you, re- you don't recognize the bad smell of the chelbana when it's burned up with the ketores. You don't notice it at all. It's, it's included in the others and it actually smells good. The Zehu Shenem are Veshemenu Ketores Yismachlev. That's what it says in Mishlei. Oil and Ketores bring gladness to one's heart. Shal Yidei Bechina Simcha Yocholihiyos Hamtaka Lachlolas Malabimina. That it's through joy that one can sweeten the Deen and have the left side included into the right side. Because that, but this is only possible who Kishayaktim Habechinas Hachna. If a person first humbles themselves, to work on themselves so that the light of the soul will ignite their physicality, and through that one can reach Havdalah and Hamtaka. So the three steps in the process, Hachna'a, a recognition of what I'm doing wrong, in an honest way, not in a judgmental or not in an incriminating way, but just say, this is what I'm doing. This is my this is my behavior. Secondly, separate it off from the good things that we're doing. We could recognize it. And then thirdly, to try and be take to actually sweeten the Dean, which is quite a high madrega, when a person, you know, takes that which is bad and instead of overcoming it, they actually purify it and it becomes included with the tone. That's a high madrig. Any questions or comments on that? Okay. Now also it's interesting to note that that last level occurs through simcha. The hamtaka level occurs through simcha. So simcha is not so, not so simple. It's not such an easy thing that we can expect to attain it right away. It's at the higher end of our avoda. But nonetheless, I think that's talking about a higher level of simcha. And the basic simcha, what's called the simcha shachayim, just the joy in being alive and having the opportunity to serve Hashem, that's basic. Without that, I don't think we can even begin these three steps. You can say that there's Let's get into a little bit of the rest. I don't know if you have time to finish it. But he plugs it into Korach. Korach was of the family of Kohas. 
Shahu Harosh Lulavim, it was the main family of the Levim because Kahas carried all the holy vessels and Moshe and Aaron came from Kahas. It's a very Chashuv family. And it says in regards to the Levim, Hashem says to Moshe, you shall separate the Levim from the rest of the Jewish people. But they're designated for a certain special kind of avoda. Vihivdalta. Shabbatinas Levim Morim al Habdullah. So that concept of a Levi refers to this idea of Habdullah separating, being able to separate the bad from the good. Okay, is this yes, one of the origins of the idea that Moshe is Bethina of Das? Um, I don't know if it's the origin, but it's certainly you know, one of the places. You see it more so by the Parshios in Shemos where it keeps focusing on the Yedatem Ki Ani Hashem Lama'an Teda and Moshe Rabbeinu enters the picture there and there you see that he is the Das of Kla Yisrael. So all of that focus on Das, I think it more so comes out from there than here. Achshadato Hoya Lahabdil Lagamre Veloli Ichla Lola Smola Biyamina Bethina Samtaka says, however, Korach so he had this, you know, mida of separating oneself off from Kla Yisro, which is what the Levim had to do. He says, however, he took it too far. That there was something about that mida which had its origins in a good place. You know, to take those people who were dedicated to holiness and have them serve Hashem as a Levim in the Mishkan. This Korach, however, took this to an extreme. And he did not ha- make the effort to be inclusive about it. Hamtoka, to purify. Omar, therefore, one of Korach's arguments against Moshe was, Techela Shakula sorry, Talis Shakula Techelas Petura Mitzitzis. Korach said to Moshe, if you have a Talis which is completely Techelas, does it have to have Tzitzis? So Moshe said, yes, it does. And Korach said, well, Korach, Korach mocked Moshe Rabbeinu. And he said, that's, that's ridiculous. If one little strand of tefillahs potters a whole tzitzis, which is not, certainly a whole talus, which is tefillahs, doesn't need to have it. That was his call to Homer. And he, pardon me? One strand. If one strand of tefillahs potters the whole talus, the whole talus is exempt because of one little strand of tefillahs. So it from what? It, from, from its chiyuv to have tzitzis on it. Except maybe it's not a good word. Uh, yeah, you fulfill your obligation. You fulfill your obligation with one little strand of tefillahs. One strand of tefillahs fulfills the obligation of having tzitzis. Of tzitzis, right. On, on a garment which is not made of tefillahs, it's a, it's a different... Um, a different color. It would look different than our tzitzis that we wear? You mean it would just be one one string? No, no, he means the tzitzis with the leaven too. But he's saying that without the tzitzis, the whole thing is no good. Okay. He means the talis and the tzitzis as well. One little string of tzitzis makes the whole thing good. That's a good way to say it. One string of tzitzis makes the whole thing good. So then Korach says, therefore, if the talis is kulo, so it shouldn't have to have tzitzis at all 
because one strand makes it good. If the whole thing is good, then what do you need it for? It's kind of hard to understand the kavacham, right? Because you right. don't have you don't have tzitzis, right? right? So we're certainly we're, miss, we're missing something. I mean, there's no tzitzis on the baguette. What's what's he saying yeah. that it patras that you have right. to have tzitzis to patras the baguette? So I don't we don't fully understand this kavacham, but it's our it's our concern that we don't really grasp what the call of the Homer is. But he was wrong. Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, you're chayim in, in Sitzis in that. Okay? Because zehoya machma shalohoya lo bechinas hachno amikodim. Says, Korach did not enter this with any humility. He had no hachno. Ukemosha amar kol ha'eda kulam kedoshim. He said, everybody here is holy. Shehu hipuch mi bechinas hachno which is the opposite of humility, one doesn't walk around saying that they're a holy person. So Korach is saying that everybody is holy. He's really saying, I'm holy. That's what he's really saying. And he's just putting in a, in a nicer language. So, so where was his humility? He's approaching Moshe Rabbeinu and say, you're holy, but we're all, we're all holy, meaning I'm holy and holier than you is what Korach is really trying to say. So where was his hafna? And also, we know that one person's bad behavior can affect the whole community. So he could have affected anybody, and indeed, he affected negatively many people. Also, if a person approaches without humility, then they're not reflecting on their own deeds. There's no hisponinus about their own shortcomings. How are they going to work on the negative? Even discerning from evil from good can't be done in a truthful way if a person lacks humility. So Korah, who's trying to come forward and tie Namosh Rabbeinu, he's lacking in humility, he thinks he's very holy, and he's unable to see his own shortcomings. And therefore he's really brazen. It takes a very brazen person to do that, but not in touch with their own chasronas. Yes, sir? Please. The thing about this is, mm-hmm. is um, I heard in relation to Nadav and so that their that what they did enough was that their intention the, the sheer was basically to show how every everything that Hazal brings down in terms of what was their Avera, I think there's maybe like ten there's many things, things right that the common thread of the sheer was that it was a desire to serve Hashem with Midas Hadin. And, and this, to, that there was uh, a, uh, their understanding was that they can serve Hashem on a higher level, that they want to serve Hashem in Midas Hadin, that the world was created in Midas Hadin, and then the, the fault, the Vidyavid was Midas Hasid, so that they wanted to step into that. And that in itself was faulty thinking. So I'm wondering if there's a parallel where Korach is is saying that the that the is about this midas hadin, and so so that 
so the whole point is to serve Hashem and Midas Adin. It's, you know, the same exact argument that may have been made before. So yeah, we don't need we don't need to have a palace that has Laban in it because that's that's not what the ultimate level of Avodah Laban meaning Chesed, right? Chesed. Right. And so so um, um, we are all we are all holy. Not only that, but I'm on the level perhaps of serving Hashem in the true way. Um, nice thought, David. Very nice thought. Yeah. And, and, and certainly ties into what he's saying here, that what, what he thought of himself. Right. Well, as all said, he had a vision of his descendants. Right. So he, and he thought that that really was an affirmation of, of, that what he would have would last. Right. He saw Baruch HaKodesh, who his progeny would be, you know, and how great they would be, and he uh, un- went to his head. Now, also, one important feeling is that Venodav and Avihu really were tzaddikim, and Korah, who made, who made a mistake, were tzaddikim who made a mistake. But we don't see that by Korah. But Korah was a great man, but he did more than make a mistake. He apparently he corrupted himself. Venodav and Avihu didn't. Uh, they made an error, and their error was atoned for by what they did. But Korah apparently br- brought real riches into himself and the people who were his followers, and hence the punishment was so stiff. And the going to Gehenna mother still alive, and being the Kabbal the Dean. So it was more than a mistake. Ba'ika. It was really, you know, he really affected himself, and the people who were around him became corrupt as a result. Of that, uh, of that rebellion. But okay. it, but, it, but yes, it, we do see that as a recurring kind of theme. Mm-hmm. People who want um, Zimri too, uh, who 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 say basically that uh, all of these, you know, the, 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 we can have a a Torah that that beyond the the boundaries of of the Torah Moshe. Right. Right. Okay, yes, you're coming.